I'm Kyle Sparrow, the Eagle of the New England Free Jacks, and you're listening to the Jacks Rangers. Huzzah! Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers Show. Welcome to episode 38. It's our anniversary episode. We're calling this one Fort Quincy South because of the amazing away support down there in Hoboken, New Jersey at JFK Stadium where our Free Jacks once again proved that New Jersey is our little brother. We are dancing on their grave all episode long here on Fort Quincy South. The anniversary episode presented by Storm Along. American Hard Cider. Let's get right into it. Huzzah, baby. Feels good to be good, Rangers. Once again, the Free Jacks are on top of... Their rivals, Hoboken RFC, our little brother. Just can't say enough about the away support that we received there at JFK Stadium down there in Hoboken. I would say there was at least 80 people there that were supporting the Free Jacks, the Rangers out there. Just blown away by the support. My voice is still trying to recover um, from from that. So try to be brief here in terms of the lineup for this episode, the anniversary episode, episode 38 presented by Storm Along American Hard Cider. We've got Bozo 6, Outriders. We'll do the review first of the, the game against Hoboken RFC and the preview after that for the upcoming game at home at Fort Quincy. They're in Quincy, Massachusetts against Utah. And then finally, we're going to have our interview with Thomas Wilsey Grant, who is the man behind the microphone for the Free Jacks this year. The pitch side reporter, if you will, really enjoyed our conversation that we had with him. All of the outriders were involved in that interview, came out really good. So hope you guys enjoy it. I did want to mention our primary sponsor, of course, is Storm Along American Hard Cider. Respect the apple is their motto, and their ciders are always made with 100% high quality, fresh pressed, locally sourced apples from orchards across New England. Find Storm Along American Hard Cider in stores, bars, and restaurants across New England. Check out the locator on their website at stormalong.com to find locations near you. If you don't have locations near you, you can always use promo code TJRS for 10% off your first online order at their website, stormalong.com. Get their cider delivered right to your door or check out the locator to find locations where you can find Stormalong near you. Respect the Apple guys and thank you for supporting Stormalong. You can buy their unfiltered American hard cider at Fort Quincy for $5 a piece at the game, which is a hell of a deal for sure. Let's get right into the episode here. My voice is it's about as bad as Rugby New Jersey's home record. But I'm bummed. Here we go. Huzzah. Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers show. My voice is completely shot from the game, but we've got Chris Bozo6. How the hell are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Phil. I got my... Uh... <laughs> Captain Alfred Bulltop Storm Along T-shirt. Got a little bit of a change of scenery today. I'm upstairs uh, in my in my baby's nursery. Nice. Uh, Mama and baby are down on Cape Cod with the grandmother hanging out. So I'm home alone. So I decided to set up shop. A little bit of better lighting. Yes. I'm in a reclining chair. I'm feeling good, man. And it feels good to be good as, as some guy that I know. Some guy, he always says that. It's good stuff. Yeah. It sure does feel good to be good. Um, absolutely dominating win. 
uh, well, not dominating, but a very entertaining game against um, our, our little brothers down south there. Uh, just wanted to point out Storm Along unfiltered $5 at the upcoming game against Utah Warriors this weekend, guys. Let's uh, try to save my voice as much as possible. Um, <laughs> let's get into – I can't believe I sound like this right now. And, hey, I'm uh, no stranger to talking, Phil, so I got you covered, brother. <laughs> Put right. me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Let's go over the uh, round 12 results, and I'll let Chris take it away from here. Yeah, so a four and two round for me. Um, for some reason, I was drunk on my own sauce thinking that I picked Austin over NOLA. Uh, completely disregarding the fact that they were my upset of the week, not to, not to be, but you know, we'll start out with the Atlanta going to San Diego to play on top of the, the parking garage out there, uh, the <laughs> battle of the, the red and black teams, mm-hmm. you know, um, I watched probably 50 minutes of this one. Um, and then I was just tired and I, I went to bed, uh, rugby ATL was definitely controlling them. San Diego wasn't taking their chances. I wasn't surprised by the win. Atlanta's a really strong team, even a cross country trip. I don't think is going to slow them down, mm-hmm. especially against a team like San Diego. And, and it and it played through. The one thing that I will say that you know is just kind of disheartening in in a in a way. Like it's cool to see. It would be cool to see Ma'ananu play in person. Yes. You know what? What a privilege the guy. I think he's like 39, 40 years old or something like that. But it's like you know what a privilege to be able to to see such a player play in person because there's probably not many of those opportunities yeah. left but he just doesn't seem to be having a, a really great impact for for the legion so yeah i don't think they'll be making the playoffs and unfortunately rugby atl another bonus point win they're right yeah, nipping you, up heels there yeah you hate to see it man you, you know with the travel you were kind of hoping that the legion would be able to sneak one out here and, and do us a favor but it wasn't to be Let's skip over our game, and I'll let you take over for our upcoming opponent here, the Utah Warriors against Seattle Seawolves. Yeah, I haven't caught this game yet. Didn't do as much homework this weekend as I should have. It was a tight encounter. I did watch the highlights, you know, but Utah just still seems to be aimless. And then if the, if it's not for the magic of Mikey Tao or some of their other players, they just really – I mean – I mean, it's proved itself out through this season. You can't rely on that. It'll get you some wins sometimes, but for the most part, a good team will, will beat you. Um, and so Seattle beat them, and I'm not surprised, as Nate Diaz would say. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, Houston Sabercats at Toronto Arrows. This one was my big surprise the weekend. I did watch this one, and I watched every bit of it, and what an absolutely abysmal performance by the Toronto Arrows. They should be embarrassed. Um, Houston basically played most of the match without 15 players. They suffered a red card. So they were down to like 14 men for like 30 minutes. And then after the red card was completed, the new laws allow a different player to come back on and replace a different player comes on. Then they went down to 14 men again with a yellow card and the arrows could still only muster 17 points. They were dropping the pill everywhere. They were getting dominated. I mean, what an ugly if you're an arrows fan you just want to forget that this one ever happened and and i'm also disappointed because they needed this win to stay in third i knew they would need it and and they didn't get it they're still close to new jersey i hope that they can knock them out of playoff contention but man just super disappointed with the arrows and the arrows down on this one Ooh. yeah uh, that is a surprising score. I mean, obviously Toronto was the away team on this, had to fly down to Houston, but uh, you would expect Toronto to do better considering the circumstances as you were explaining with the red card and the yellow card for Houston. So that is, that's an interesting scoreline for sure. 
Yeah, and then Nola Gold taking still winless at home, taking on the Jabronis. This one was actually a, a kind of a tense and tight encounter um, during the first half, but then the Jabronis just kind of opened them up. Um, you know, I guess I guess my pre my predictions about Nola Gold being like kind of like a, a spoiler to teams. You know, I think I'm gonna have to take that one back. You know, I think I'm gonna have to take that one back. Uh, <laughs> I gotta remove that deposit. I'm gonna take that one from the bank. Uh, it's just doesn't seem to be. I mean, they have good players. Um, they play teams tight. They're scrappy, but it, you know, I just, they haven't gotten across the line on any of these upsets that I've picked them for. So, you know, look for that in the upcoming predictions here to no longer be predicting the upset from the gold and then watch, they'll do the upset. We'll see though. Yeah. We'll have to see on that one. You know, Jabroni's still looking real strong, man. Um, they are a good, good team. They're going to be a force mm-hmm. to be reckoned with in, in the Western they, Conference. They have the most points now currently in the table in all of MLR, yeah. but I still don't think they're the best team because you can have the most points, but the Western Conference is weak and we beat That's them right. head-to-head, so we're still the yep. best team. I don't care what anybody says. Yep, they're, The teams there are weaker than uh, than the Eastern Conference for sure, other than the mm-hmm. two top teams I think um, are contenders for sure. But other than that, it's kind of like a, a huge step down. All right, let's talk about uh, Old Glory DC finally getting that second win. Um, this yeah. should have been the the wooden spoon game, but it wasn't, unfortunately. Yeah, the wooden spoon game that never was. And I'm kind of, you know, after this scoreline, I'm kind of glad that it would have been anticlimactic to have two winless teams clash and one win 50 to 10. Mm-hmm. My goodness. God, good gracious, Dallas Jackals. You know what? Have your fun on social media and do your funny videos. They're kind of starting to, I follow them. I don't know if anybody else says they're, they're starting to do the things out a lot of New England, uh, rugby, New Jersey, you know, they're doing, they're doing stuff and things down there that are similar on social media, but man, the results on the field are, they are just hot garbage, mm-hmm. man. Uh, I just hope that everyone in Dallas stays healthy. I hope that everyone continues to, you know, try to up their level and, and stuff, but yikes. And then good for DC. I think that they've turned a corner and you know what, maybe they can be a spoiler for people. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. I know that Nate Osborne is doing a fantastic job there in DC, as he did at NOLA um, prior to him being fired from there. So, um, wonder what's going to happen with that in the offseason. Are they going to keep him around or are they going to go search for somebody else? That'll be interesting to see. But Dallas is just so lowly right now, man. They got to get some type of engagement going. So, I guess they're going to viral videos instead of rugby. All right. Yeah, the Dallas five pointers, you can call them because you're going to be <laughs> right. taking five points from them. Yeah, for sure. All right, yeah. finally, uh, the rugby New Jersey uh, game against our New England Free Jacks there in Hoboken. Yeah, the only thing I'll say for this is, uh, you know, I didn't, I don't have cable because I'm a, I'm a scrub, and I, <laughs> and I didn't sign up for any free, free stuff so I could watch the game. So I watched the replay today. Man, the blood pressure. They kept my blood pressure high on this one. Yeah. Um, if you remember earlier on in the season, I had predicted that they would at least take one of the three games off of us. Mm-hmm. This one I had highlighted as a danger game, but their yeah. current form had me thinking otherwise. And you know what? I, I'm not going to say that they're back, but they they definitely improved um, watching watching the game. Uh, I'll let you and Dave cover it, but New Jersey definitely uh, much improved. And watch out for them because with Wysocki Naholo coming into the lineup probably next week or the week after. Yep. For our, I think it's June third, we got them at Fort Quincy. Yeah, so, it's the last home game. Uh huh. Yeah, so that'll be exciting, and I, I can't wait to sweep them. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. I'll tell you what that that uh, Naholo and uh, uh, Fado, uh, the wings there are going to be absolutely unstoppable. 
Um, that is one hell of a wing combination for sure. Hey, uh, can so- I give one quick shout out to just cause yeah. I'm, I'm not on the other segment uh, this week. I just want to give a quick shout out. If he listens to the show, Slade McDowell, you absolute savage legend, dude. Yeah. Unbelievable. That you're just laughing in um, what was it? Andy Ellis's face as he gets the yellow card. After yeah. We score our first try thing. Just awesome stuff from that guy. He always just seems to be in the right place at the right time when the other For team sure. gets penalized or gets a card, just laughing at them. And <laughs> oh man, it's just classic stuff. We need to get some memes going with that. It's going to be He's- great. Yeah, he's fun to watch for sure. The best addition of the Free Jacks this year, I think, in my humble opinion. But let's talk about the upcoming fixtures in uh, Lucky 13, Ground 13, starting out with uh, Rugby ATL Atlanta at home against L.A. Yeah, so Los Angeles, I believe, coming off off the bye week and a three-game homestand. So they're well-rested. They will fly across the country, and they will go down to the snake pit. This one's going to be, I think, a very physical battle. Both teams hugely physical. Unfortunately, but kind of fortunately, I don't even really know. I, don't, I, I, I wish I could pick neither of these teams, but I'm going to take the weenies on the road um, to, to pip the Rattlers. I think that they are showing the same stuff um, you know, that they kind of showed against us that I don't. I don't see them finishing it out. I don't see them taking all their chances. I think the weenies are too good and Gil weenies get this one on the road. And this is a huge encounter for East West. We don't, we don't want to see the weenies win, but we do because Atlanta's right on our heels. And if, if the weenies could shut them out of the bonus point Mm -hmm. or either of the bonus points and, and take them, put them to the sword, that'd be great for us, especially this week. I can't stand the Gil Weenies. I'm the biggest Gil Weenie hater that you'll ever see, and I'm pulling for them over Atlanta this week uh, just so we can you know, create some distance between the two teams in the Eastern Conference mm. there. Yep. Hard to root for a team that you don't like. Even harder because I don't really dislike Atlanta, to be honest. They're just a conference rival, so you gotta, yeah. you got to take the other team. It's just Absolutely. as simple as that. No yeah. doubt. And then Dallas Jackals at home against the San Diego Legion. San Diego San takes Diego. this one all day. They're probably running in all their subs and <laughs> playing all their uh, backup players. They're probably going to call up a bunch of guys from the practice squad and still run out five-point winners. Sorry, Dallas, you're just not that good. We'll see you next year. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more on that one. And then I really wish that I could pick Nola Gold to upset they're, they are going to Hoboken to play the semifinalists. They're on the road, which is the only place that they've decided to win this year. But the first encounter at the gold mine, uh, New York actually beat the brakes off of them. I don't really see any difference. So I think New York takes the bonus point win over the gold at home in Hoboken. They rebound. Plus, I think you'll see Naholo in the lineup, uh, and that'll just add some extra. F- I mean, now they're just dangerous on both wings. So watch yeah. out, Nola Gold. You're going down. Unfortunately, I think you're right about that. Um, and then we finally, we've got Austin Jabronis at Seattle Seawolves. Or excuse me, this is actually at Austin. They're at the Circuit mm. of Americas. So Seattle visiting the Jabronis. Yeah, huge playoff implications for this one. People will say that the Jabronis are the best team in MLR because they do have the most points in the table. They have 43. The New England Free Jacks only have 42. So they have secured more bonus points. But they do have one more loss and they have lost the Free Jacks, as we mentioned. So I still mm-hmm. think... Our boys are better. But uh, if this one was in Seattle, I'd, I'd take the Seawolves. Um, but unfortunately, if they're going down to Austin, I don't see the Jabronis losing at home. They're also a very physical side. They play good defense, and they take their chances. They do the things that good teams do to win. You play good defense, 
And I mean, not to go all John Madden here, but when you score more points than the other team and <laughs> the jabronis score more points than anybody, right? You, you will win the game. So absolutely. Or what is it? The Pat Summerall? He goes, if you don't let the other team score, they can't win the game. That sounds Something about like right. That, that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. So it, sure. it's along those lines and the jabronis do both those things. So look for them to win at home over Seattle. Yeah. And um, then, yeah. Uh, we Veterans Memorial. Yes, we got of course. Yes. The Utah Warriors. Uh, poor Utah. I think they had to come to Union Point last year to play us, if I'm not mistaken. So That's they right. haven't had they haven't got the free jacks at home. Um, but you know, New England coming back off a short road trip going to Fort Quincy South there. You know, the the Fort Quincy annex down there in Hoboken taking over the little brothers. Yep. So not really a road game, which is great uh for the boys. Um, hopefully some players rested up. But, you know, just like we always talk about with this team, an amazing depth. Harrison Boyle comes in and, and is a key player stepping in for Dougie Fife and offloading, getting tries for people set up. Um, Utah is aimless. They don't really play um, great. They, they'll have flashes. Expect Mikey Teo to score. And if he doesn't score directly, be in, directly involved in their score. Uh, I don't think we're going to hold, you know, Utah out of the try zone. I think they'll put a couple on us just because they do do that crazy open play stuff and, they're, that's like their game, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't see them scoring any more than two tries and we're just ferocious everywhere. So hoping for a bonus point when uh, I'm going to be there. I can't wait nice. to see all of you there. Yes, I'll be picking up my unfiltered storm along. I hope you will too. And uh, Phil, I hope your voice recovers for the game, man. I don't know. You got, you don't have much time left, brother. Yeah, I know. Um, we'll see what happens, but I'm still going to be yelling. So if I lose my voice for a couple of days, it is what it is. I mean, the show must go on. So, um, you know, yeah, I'm going to be loud as hell regardless. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, man. Olive <laughs> oil, honey. Time. You do what you got to do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate the the picks, Bozo. You're still doing really, really well overall. Um, do you know your, your record uh, combined at this point? So I think I'm 23 and five since week eight. I know I was picking before that. Um, but I'm still standing at a pretty good clip. Uh, I think one of those weeks prior to that, I was like 500. I have to go back and do the homework on these things, but, but I'm still killing it. I'm looking for an undefeated week uh, this week. So we'll see y'all next week for the picks and reactions. Can't wait. Sounds good. And we're going to get out of here in three, two, one. Huzzah. Huzzah. (laughs) Huzzah Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jack's Ranger show. I am joined as always by my brother, Dave. Dave, how the hell are you? I am doing fantastic. Phil feels so, so good after this weekend. I know that you traveled yes, and uh, expended a lot of energy down in Hoboken this weekend, and the uh, team expressed their gratitude for your efforts. Yeah, my voice is a bit shot right now. I'm sure everybody can hear it. I've got a bit of a sunburn, but uh, yeah, super tired. But man, it was it was a great trip down there. Super happy uh, with the, the turnout. I was expecting maybe 40 people. I think we doubled that. Uh, giving all of the Free Jacks fans that were in the stands. In fact, there were so you know, we had our own sections where we bought tickets together and stuff like that. But there were even Free Jacks fans from across the stands there that came over and joined us uh, eventually throughout the match. So all in all, I think about 80 Free Jacks fans there, um, Continentals and Rangers making the trip down there. And by the way, we were loud the entire time, uh, which is which is amazing. It's, it's very um, soccer or ultra type of feel to it. Um, you know, I was expecting there to be moments where it was extremely loud from the Free Jacks fans situationally, but uh, pretty much the entire game, we were chanting something or another. It was really, really impressive. It felt so good to get that win once again down there in Hoboken. So 
um, yeah, what, uh, you know, what else can you say? But it was just an amazing trip. I had a great time. Yeah. I mean, it, it looked like it was a lot of fun. We saw some shots of the free Jacks uh, section of the crowd a few times during the game. Nice. We could hear, hear the cheering, uh, watch the replay back, especially right around um, the second, I'll say the second free Jacks try. Uh, yeah. that, that Mark, um, you can hear the huzzahs loud and clear. <laughs> I know Kenny was holding down. Yes, the he fort. does. Yep. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was great. It seemed like just an incredible time. Um, we've talked about how much fun it is to go to these away games. You're going yes. to Toronto still. Is that right? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I sure am. It's going to be a blast. It's the last uh, away trip for the free Jacks this year. And I will be there. Caitlin and myself will be there for sure. Hopefully some other Rangers will make the trip up there. Yeah. Should be, should be fantastic. Uh, so let's talk about the uh, the New Jersey game. Um, you know, this review is going to be uh, a good one for us because it's another victory over our uh, fiercest rival. So New Jersey 26, New England 29. A little grubber kick started this all off with um, Ed Fado, who's just an amazing player. When you see him in person, you're like, holy crap, this guy's dangerous, and he is. Um, they struck first, New Jersey six minutes in. Conversion was good, seven to zero. But Waka responded with um, the Jacks to get on the board here after a New Jersey penalty 17 minutes in with a kick through the uprights. So seven to three, 17 minutes in, um, keeping it close. But there was no further scoring until the 30th minute when Waka's kick after a scrum finds a leaping Harrison Boyle who is starting at 15 for Dougie Fife in this game. Uh, he does well to offload the ball to the human truck stick, Paula Bellancana who scores in the corner. Conversion is good. Jack's on top at this point, 10 to seven. Uh, more Waka kicking, this time to himself, which is just like, I mean, it's typical Waka stuff at this point. A chip over the, the New Jersey defense, some bounces into the try zone. And I watched the replay. You don't, yeah, I didn't pick up on this at the game, but the New Jersey players are just kind of looking at the ball like anybody want to grab this. And Waka runs it down and dives on it for the score. What can this guy, I mean, he can do it all. What can't he do? Dallin Stanford on the broadcast referred to him as the Rolex of rugby, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, he converts his own try. Of course he does, 17-7 to seven at that point. Uh, what were your thoughts initially there, Dave? Yeah, I mean, New York came out of the gate hard with that Ed Fido try, and it was um, – <clears throat> you know, it was definitely a statement. They, they let us know that they were there to play. Uh, it was really good to get that penalty and settle things down a few minutes later. And then um, the two tries that came uh, were really good to see us move ahead, uh, start to feel a little bit more in control of the match, like we can work our, our game management, you know, mm -hmm. and, and play the system. Uh, but it was it was a really electric way to start. And you could see that New York had a plan for how they were going to respond to the Free yep. Jacks rush defense. Yes. And that creates a really interesting chess match sort of situation where, you know, they're consistently floating it wide or grubbering it through to take advantage of that space between the rushing defenders and then the, the back three, you know, who yep. are back there to field kicks in the backfield. Um, so it, it, it definitely had everybody on the edge of their seats i would say yes. um 
but it was really good to see a little bit of magic off Waka's boot mm-hmm. two times to generate yes. tries. I mean, just <laughs> what a, it, you know, one of those plays in a game would have been like, wow, what a great mm-hmm. kick to set up a try yep. and to see two in the first 22 minutes or whatever it was just pretty Incredible. unreal. Yeah. yeah, for sure. There was another opportunity for an easy three, but the Jacks wanted more. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be. So the halftime score remained 17 to seven. Um, felt real good about it, you know, uh, after the, the first half there. I was even um, uh, on Instagram on the Free Jacks account because uh, Ollie came over and, and talked to me and, and went on Instagram. So I appreciate him uh, having me do that. But uh, the Jacks got right back on the board in the second half with a tricky little decoy run by John Poland from a scrum helped Conradi rumble over for a try. Dallin mentioned that it was laundry laundry day as the New Jersey defense was left out to dry. That was hilarious. Um, 48 minutes gone at that point. Conversion is good, 24 to 7. At this point, you know, it was very much a festival atmosphere for the Free Jacks fans and in the, in the audience there, the, the Rangers out there. Um, but at this point, we really felt like uh, our most confident, I guess. We were we were singing a little bit louder, chanting a little bit harder <laughs> at that point and uh, looking over at our um, New Jersey um you know, compatriots over there that were completely silent pretty much the entire game, just like the previous game in Hoboken. So that's why we're calling this episode um, Fort Quincy South, because that really is what it felt like in the stands for sure. It felt like a home game. It was wild. But um, ultimately, you know, from there, it was kind of a situation where New Jersey definitely responded. This is a team that definitely did not want to lose this game at home against their fiercest rival, and they certainly played like it. They could have folded at that point, but they didn't. Um, It's a talented roster, as I've been saying for a a long time now. So after that, New Jersey charged back into contention with two quick tries. The first one uh, with their replacement lock looked very much held up in the try zone, but the referee was right there and awarded that try. Did you happen to see that on the broadcast dave uh it was really unclear on the broadcast the yeah. there's some obstruction by players who were standing between the camera and the the play and then just the bodies are in the way i couldn't i i watched it a couple times mm-hmm. and I honestly gave up kind of quickly because it was such a mess that it seemed like uh it's going to be impossible to really tell what happened from the sideline camera Gotcha. So the New Jersey try, the next one was a little odd as well. It looks like the Jacks had gotten the ball back while backed up close to their own try zone, but no support in rucking allowed New Jersey to just pick the ball up and chance uh, Winslikowski uh, doing uh, doing what looked like a double move to score a try. I think that's what the Jacks were protesting at the try uh, line there, but the referee would have none of it. At that point, it's 21 to 24 with 20 minutes left. Um Another very entertaining game in Hoboken, obviously, against these two rivals. Uh, what's going through your mind at that point, Dave? Um, watching it live, uh, just trying to figure out what had go- what was going on. The broadcast on Fox Sports 1 cut out. Uh, the Nick Savetta try wasn't broadcast. The broadcast like picked back. It switched to a week two game between mm-hmm. uh, Old Glory and somebody. And then... Um, it was just all over the place. So we're like, oh, we totally missed one of the scores. One of those two there, the first, mm-hmm. the, the yep. Savetta score. Um, and just came back and it was like, oh, they've got seven points. Okay, that, I guess something happened. And then they scored again. So it was, it was a very demoralizing couple minutes to come back and have one score have already happened and then see the next one. 
pretty soon after. Um, and in, in New York, we're hungry. You know, yes. we'll, we'll, as we get through the end of the match, I think we'll talk about it a little bit more. But you could really see how important it was to them. Um, and they were really playing, like I said before, with a clear game plan and mm-hmm. they were playing very hard. It was a very yes. competitive match. Uh, some uncharacteristic errors, I'd say, on both sides. And I would really chalk that up to the intensity yes. of the game, you know, the the the, the sort of emotional intensity. Yes. Yeah, the, the psychological intensity. Of the game is a high pressure game. Uh, which really you want to get the team ready yes. moving toward the the you know playoff situation is right. certainly going to be high intensity high pressure in that same way so it was a good opportunity for the the boys to get tested and we saw new york start to come back there a little bit with those scores in the second half well, you bring up playoff game and, and that's exactly what it felt like in the grounds there um at um fort quincy south as we're calling it now um it really felt that way i haven't really thought about that until just now, but that intensity was 100% there. It felt like if you lose this game, you don't advance any further. Um, that's how important it was um, in the stands and also on, on the pitch there. Um, New Jersey immediately took the lead after that. Um, what happened was it was a rare, awful kick by Waka, I think off the side of his foot. It was interesting if you watch the replay or the highlights of this game, he doesn't even realize that he shanked it. He immediately charges forward to try to you know catch up with the ball as if it was a straight line but then he realizes oh my god i've get, kicked it to the side and um new york or excuse me hoboken rfc are able to uh, grab hold of that ball and pass it over to um of course um ed frito um again and he scores and the crowd at this point who had been like a morgue or uh, impersonating a library uh finally erupted as they took the lead there um conversion was no good however 26 to 24 at this point the first regiment in the stands looked a little worried i know that i looked over at kenny you know he had his arms crossed and said maybe it just isn't our day um but the the singing and the chanting continued regardless of the situation which is very encouraging one of the chants that we tried out um at this game um, is one that the uh, New England Revolution do. It's called New England Till I Die, New England Till I Die. So it's twice of that. I know I am. I'm sure I am New England Till I Die. And I try to do that after every single time that the opposition scored just to make sure that, hey, we're still here. We're not going to be quiet. Um, this is our team and we're here to support them. So it, it felt very encouraging that we continue to sing and chant uh, and make noise throughout uh, this game. And especially when uh, New Jersey took the lead there. All hope seemed lost um, until the 76th minute when Mr. MVP himself, Bodine Walker, delivered an amazing pass to uh, Iron Man Mitch Wilson, who bursted through the gain line, offloading to little magician John Poling, who makes an another uh, Poling and making another amazing pass. Um, to LaRue Milan, who dived over into the corner for an amazing try that sent the expeditionary forces into an absolute frenzy. Um, there is a video that the Free Jacks posted online of immediately after that try happens, I believe it was Brandon is the guy's name, he turns over and looks at the crowd of, of our section and everybody's completely going ape shit. It's, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me think of Steve Spurrier in the Carolina locker room saying, big time players make dig- big time plays in big time games. And that's exactly what took place there. Um, when it's all on the line, the bragging rights, um, 
you know, we delivered, excuse me, the Free Jacks delivered. Um, New Jersey wanted to win this one at home, though, and we're knocking on the, and they, they were knocking on the door, but the Jacks managed to get possession, and John Poland kicked the ball out to secure another huge win for the Jacks over our little brother. I just wanted to throw this out here real quick. I posted it online, but I feel like it needs to be said. That's three in a row over New Jersey. Two in a row at JFK Stadium, which is hilarious when you consider New Jersey Stadium is named after one of the most famous New Englanders who have ever lived. Uh, the overall series has been dominated at this point by New England. Four wins compared to New Jersey's one win. They, as an organization, have to correct that by any means necessary. Um, I, your, your buddy, uh, Wes, had an um, amazing quote about rivalry and I, I can't I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but basically it's like a that you've got the nail and you've got the hammer. And right. r- really, it seems like the hammer is the one, you know, winning the rivalry at this point. So um, because they're the ones that doing the pounding. So, yeah, that's New the York, way it feels. New York has a rivalry with New England, like a nail has a rivalry with a hammer, I think Amen. was what uh, yep. was the. Yep. It's one of those things where it's it's obviously still always going to be an important game due to the proximity and in, in history of all of the sports that have played each other in these areas. Uh, but right now it's dominated by one team and it feels good to be the Free Jacks, uh, you know, supporters and, and Rangers out there because we're the one dancing on New Jersey's grave tonight. Yeah, absolutely. There were uh, it was a really entertaining game. Um, it was a very satisfying end. Those four players, you know, four big time players who've been yes. important all season, combining um, Waka to Mitch to JP mm-hmm. to you know the fresh face Larue Milan, yes, and just a great line from him to score it in the corner. Uh, really, really special moment. I thought a lot of players played really well this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Mitch Wilson had a fantastic game, not just setting up that try, but he had a huge rumble where he just dragged three guys down the field with him at one point. Um, really entertaining. Spence Kruger, uh, yeah. his scrummaging looked really good when he came in. We, yeah. you know, on our put, we would just press out, and then it was like, uh, it was like you froze the frame, you know, took a picture. Our scrum was just so rock solid and stable. Yeah. It looked like Spence really coming along there uh, along of course with Alex Johnson and Mills Senarevi who were in yes. at that point as well credit to them as our full front row replacement at that point um Stan Vandenhoven had a great charge down mm-hmm. um Waka of course the the magical kicking that we've come to take for granted almost yes. was was tremendous uh it was it was the the shank it was like the shank heard around the world right i mean it was right. it was honestly he's been so good and so consistent that him shanking one kick, uh, which if I remember it happened a couple times last season, not a lot, but one or two times there were a couple mm-hmm. other shanks. It's it's like headline news when yes. Bohine Walker pooches one and it, it goes the wrong direction, which is um, really saying something. Uh, All of the uh, the Rangers in the in the stands had our jaws on the ground when it happened. You know, it was just like, holy sh- oh, wow, I can't believe yeah. it. You know, Mighty but, Casey has struck out. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, it was it was excellent. Joe Johnston was doing his very best to squeeze 80 minutes worth of work into yes, 30 minutes. He sure was uh, really crazy. Some covering some crazy ground, make a tackle, get up, sprint across the pitch, make the next tackle. Uh, I'll tell nutty. you. I mean, this is like this is for a future podcast, probably in the off season. But the Free Jacks really have to um, 
uh, solidify a couple of these guys that are just absolute playmakers and the souls of this team. Some of them are going to leave. Unfortunately, that's just going to be the case because they've, they've played so well. But the guys that are here, we need to lock them down for a long time because there's the secret sauce of these players is working. It's proven. Uh, and so I want to see them around for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, uh, yep, go ahead. No, I was just gonna just gonna agree. It's great to see some of the long term contracts they've already ironed out with guys, yeah. and yeah. Um, you know, uh, it, it would be easy to take the quality of the players, you know, in the squad that we have for granted, um, mm-hmm. considering how smooth everything has looked. But it really has been a tremendous team effort, and yes. um, you know, credit to the whole organization and and the entire player base there. Um, you know, I would uh, there there was a Reddit thread a few weeks ago about. Um, you know, what's your, what's your wish list for your team? And my, you know, my only half joking wish was like, just to have the same team come back next year, already pretty thrilled with everything that these guys are doing. And, you know, if I could push a button and the whole team is locked in for next season as well, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. And you'd feel really good about that team, obviously, for sure. Um, With that being said, let's get into musket size pants tent. For me, uh, it's Ed Fido. Uh, he is a monster in human clothing, uh, for sure. This guy is 28 years old from the island of Samoa, six foot two, 222 pounds, bagged himself two tries in this game, is a true danger to all around him on the wing for New Jersey and a great player. Um, he really showed out for sure. Um, and one of the, it was one of the guys that was really trying to propel them into a win and, and almost did that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I liked the banter between uh, Mike Petri on the sideline and Dallin Stanford on the broadcast where yeah. uh, they were just talking about how fast he was. And, and Mike Petri said, you know, Dallin, I don't I don't think either one of us could could have caught him in yeah. our prime. You know, even when we were you're talking about, you know, the guy who right. was a longtime scrum half for the USA Eagles and yep. then Dallin Stanford, obviously, uh, on the seventh circuit for the USA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some some quick guys. And Mike was like, I don't think we'd have a chance. And, and Dallin's response was, yeah, and what would we do if we caught him? Then Yeah, exactly. You're the mouse that caught the cat. Like, yes. it's it's a it's a big ask. And some of the guys were up for it. Mitch, uh, Mitch Wilson had a good tackle against him. Um, you know, it's always a challenge. You've played. I've played. We've yeah. Everybody's had to line up against that guy. You're like, cool. Uh, <laughs> gen- right. Genetic lottery winner over here. Yep. Not to take any of the work out of the equation. Obviously, there's right. a lot of that, too. But. You know, just those huge guys where you're like, hmm, all right, a Greek yeah. god. I got to tackle a Greek god. We can yeah, just that. close your eyes, go low, get your head out of the way, and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So credit to everybody who had to defend them, defend yes. him, you know, in that in that match. Absolutely. So let's move over to MVP. Uh, I think it, I can't, I, you know, I don't keep track of this, but I'm just going to go first because I feel like you went first last time. So sure. uh, Bodine Waka created three tries in this game with his kicking alone. He helped create the fourth, which turned out to be the match winner with Wuru. Scored, a, uh, scored to seal the deal. The guy is on another level. He is clearly the best player in the league. Mr. MVP gets the storm along MVP of the game for me. Absolutely. Waka had an amazing match. Um, I went with a forward. Okay. Somebody who we've been eager to see all season. Yes. Um, Jesse Peretti got a start uh, okay. uh, playing in the back row. Um, he had great effort in the tackles, really shooting up, especially early in the game. Um, you could see when he's fresh, he's just crashing up there looking to make a big impact. Uh, he was very precise in the lineouts and his jumping on his play calls. 
uh, really crisp, fast up in the air, quick ball speed down to the nine. That's that, some of the stuff we've been missing a little bit. Could So I was really excited to see how crisp a few of our lineouts looked. Because when you can get up and get the ball down and out to the backs quickly, you know, mm-hmm. you can really set a, a fantastic attack platform. Um, and he ran really good angled lines um, when he carried the ball running hard. And the most important element, a 43-yard 50-22. Yeah. 43 yards Incredible. from the 33 to the 14, just mm-hmm. all the way across the field. Uh, bounced perfectly it was unreal it would have been an amazing kick from a a wing a fullback a fly half and it came from a back row forward uh really really cool stuff so i'm i'm tipping my hat to jesse peretti i thought he had a great game uh we kind of been looking to see him achieve his you know full power i think that he is coming into that now now that he's finally rehabbed uh the leg issue he had to start the season that kept him out of the lineup and he's had some time to ease in and warm up it's tough to come back especially to come back mid-season when you've been a little bit cold for a while so really exciting to see that from jesse and that's my man of the match I think that's a great pick. It's a great shout. Um, you know, he just, I just thought of this. He reminds me of Brad Marchand. For all of the hockey fans out there that are fans <laughs> of the Boston Bruins, he's Brad Marchand. But like, uh, just like if Brad Marchand's ego was in physical form, that that is who is uh, Jesse yeah. Peretti. He hasn't uh, licked he, anybody that I know of yet. That yes, I that I yes. know. Of. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to see what goes on in the rucks and and, and scrums. So, uh, yeah, he, he's a fantastic player. He, He's a thorn in the side of the other team. He's one of those guys, like, if you're playing against him, you hate his guts. But if he's on your team, you're like, I love this guy. Yeah. Um, let me see here. So from here, uh, that is going to do it for our um, review of the Hoboken yeah. RFC game. Uh, any final thoughts, Dave? We are number one on the table in the East, 42 points. Um, We are one point behind Austin, who are leading the West with 43 points. And I believe, I'm not certain I should have looked it up before the show. I believe that determines home field for the, for a potential final. Um, But uh, so we, we care a little bit about be, you know, being the top team in the league, but Mm -hmm. being up at 42, Atlanta's at 40, New York is 10 points behind us at 32 um, all three of us have played 10 games, so we're even on matches. Um, it's uh, Eastern Conference is starting to, you know, yep. gel a little bit. There's clear yep. separation between those three teams. And then Toronto with 30, yep. only two points behind New York. So, um, you know, there's definitely still a battle for that third playoff spot. Um, and you obviously don't want to take anything for granted, but at nine and one with a big home stretch coming up and leading, you know, being tw- uh, 10 full points, uh, out from third place, New York, or New England rather is looking, uh, pretty solid. So what we're now looking at just as we continue to watch the rest of the season is how the rest of those matches are going to play out points wise, who, what are the seedings going to be for the playoffs? And remember that number one seed carries with it a buy a yeah. rest week before heading into the conference final. So yeah. it's big. It's good. It's good to be number one. <laughs> for sure. Couldn't agree more on that as you know, my final thoughts is just, 
for the for the folks out there that haven't made a, an away trip specifically to Hoboken, make sure you do that next year because you're really missing out on a lot of fun. It's just a different vibe. I mean, obviously, we really enjoy the atmosphere at Fort Quincy. It's a lot of fun to see all of the Free Jacks fans, you know, uh, 3,000 of us together. Um, but when you go to an away game, it's just it's just a different energy. And it's like we have to show out even more. And that's exactly what I want for our away uh, Rangers and Continentals that make the trip. Um, it, it's just like we want to show up the home team, which is which is very cool. Um, so make sure and it's, it's, it's a great location. There's so much to do. You can go over to New York or you can go see the Statue of Liberty right there. It's, a, it's really a great time. So hopefully we'll see we'll see you next year down there in Hoboken, as I like to call it. Fort Quincy South. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's going to do it. Um, and I'm going to get out of here. Both of us, everybody at home, make sure you're saying it with us in three, two, one. Huzzah. Huzzah. Woo. Huzzah Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jack's Rangers show. I am joined once again by Dave McVeigh. Dave, how the hell are you? Doing great. Looking forward to a fantastic weekend of rugby at uh, veterans Memorial stadium down in Quincy this weekend. Could not be more excited for uh, our Fort Quincy game here against the Utah Warriors. And, you know, we give uh, teams a lot of crap on social media and stuff like that. I will give Utah one compliment, and that is they did great in naming their team. You've got Utah. That's where they are. That's where they represent. And Warriors, that's their mascot. That's their spirit animal, if you will. So, I mean, you know, it it seems – silly to bring up but we've got some really bad names in mlr for sure (laughs) what the hell is rugby new york supposed to be any i mean like what is their? i I know that unofficially their mascot is the roosters but you would never know that based on the branding you know rooster no longer yeah right yeah it's just it's silly i I could be wrong but i believe utah the only team to have driven a motorcycle across the pitch (laughs) to ice a kicker in the only one yet the only one yet yet. only one yet yeah it's true never say never if somebody Um, could teach woodgy how to drive a motorcycle i I mean that could be in the works here there we go go. what would be more appropriate a snowmobile yes yes i mean there's been a couple games where he probably could a thousand percent Um, yeah a snowmobile would make a lot more sense in uh quincy mass yeah uh or a quad real i mean there's a lot of quads up in new england it's mm-hmm. a big big mm-hmm. quad area sure um, is. best part of visiting my grandpa's farm when i was a kid anyway uh <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a great match this weekend utah warriors are um, a team better than their two and eight record yeah, uh, they've let their coach go part of the way through the season um, and kind of a interesting. I know we talked about it a little bit. It was an interesting. It was the nicest firing I've ever read. Yes. I think they talked yep. about what a great guy he is and how much, you know, they liked him, basically, but yep. just said that because the results on the field weren't good enough, they had to let him go. Um, they, but, you know, so the, they've had a change in direction, playing a little bit more cohesively mm-hmm. uh, under a new coach, as you'd expect, you know, that's the whole point of a leadership change is right. to kind of move things in a different direction and get everybody's attention. Um, so they're interesting. They went down last week, 20 to 14 against Seattle mm-hmm. um, in what was a pretty good game. Um, 
And the way that they scored is kind of true to their form. They have a really good back line. They've got they've got very capable forwards too, but their back line, especially their back three, Mikey Teo, Mika Kruse, and a new player, Connor Burns, who is mm. a Lindenwood, a rookie out of Lindenwood University. Um and he scored one of their tries for Seattle. Really clean running, you know, j- just good line change. Um, very athletic, good fundamental stuff. Um, and those three guys can can kind of kill you from from your half of the pitch. Yeah. You know, they they can string together. They're really good at setting each other up, um, so running good support lines and just cracking you open with mm-hmm. uh, with a few line breaks. Especially you get one from a forward. Suddenly you got a pop pass to Mikey Teo inserting, and it's just chaos because you know Teo can just right. flip it in any direction at any time, just about to yep. Mika Cruze or somebody else just crashing onto that ball. Um, and it's uh, it's really tough to handle. So they're very fun. Uh, I'm excited to see them play. This might yes. be one of the most exciting home matches for me, just in terms of like who do we get to see. Um, Paul Mullen and Olive yep. Khalifi, both USA rugby yep. props, who yes, obviously sir. I'm a you know prop nerd. So I'm yep. really excited to see those guys. Um, the people we already talked about, Mika Cruz, Mikey Teo, mm-hmm. Bailey Wilson. We got a brothers matchup. We got Mitch Will. I really hope Mitch starts. Uh, I'm a big believer in like you start people against their old teams, you start yes. them against their brothers. That psychological edge is huge. For sure. For um, sure. <clears throat> you know. Uh so Bailey Wilson, Mitch Wilson contest. Bailey's a flanker and captain of uh, the Utah team. Right. So he'll, yep. he'll definitely be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Utah also have Paul Lasique. They got they just got a, a lot of guys who are, you know, very well respected, um, high quality players. Uh, and that's that's what I mean kind of when I say better than their two and eight record. Because your record's yes. your record. That's what matters. They are right. two and eight. You can't you can't explain that away, right? Man. Those are the results. Yeah. But but they've got uh, a pretty talented set of players there um, I, you're yeah. absolutely right listen as you're as you're naming these guys off you're like oh no like you're like oh, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> wait wait a minute here so what i wrote down is utah is currently sixth in the western conference standings only uh, ahead of lowly dallas with 15 points two wins eight losses with 249 points four and points against his 253 which is a point differential of minus four this is a team last year that made it all the way to the western conference finals against la after that impressive campaign their head coach Sean Pittman, Pittman was named MLR Coach of the Year, and Mikey Teo was named MLR Player of the Year. Fast forward to now, and the wheels have fallen off of uh, Utah Warriors to the bewilderment of many. Sean Pittman is now out of a job because of the poor performance compared to the talent on the roster. I'm not sure what has happened to Utah, this, uh, but the team – Here's the thing. What I do know is Mikey Teo can make something out of nothing in a heartbeat. They're still a dangerous team. As you're listing off the players in the team, you kind of forget about a couple of those guys that are seasoned, excellent rugby players that they have on this team. Um, With the two wins, you know, people can just kind of gloss gloss over this as like, okay, yep, we're going to we're going to roll them boys (laughs) as uh, as uh, some of our buddies on the uh, the rugby wrap up would say. But um, I don't I feel good about it, but I'm a little bit cautious. I know last week you said this is a potential trap game for the Free Jacks at home at Fort Quincy. Yeah, um, I certainly don't mean to to 
take anything away from the free jacks i just for all the reasons that we already talked about you know these guys are good they have a reputation for scrapping wins out not this season so much but in past seasons they've been known kind of like the free jacks were Mm -hmm. um as scrappers you know guys who you could never count out a lot you know they were heartbreak kid or heart heart attack kids or whatever right for winning games in extra time yes just absolutely slamming um i think one thing that happened to them is that michael baska left he's uh was a big part of their success in previous years and he's now playing scrum scrum, yeah he's he's scrum half so hard to quantify how important those guys are they make so many decisions and they just get their hands on the ball so many times that um you don't always notice it but boy do they shape uh, a whole a whole game yeah. and so m- missing michael baska probably part of um their decline a little bit um he's signed uh in the french, french pro d2 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. for ruin normandy apologize to anyone who speaks french for <laughs> pronouncing that wrong Parlez-vous français. um <clears throat> yeah I, I got one semester and i got out same yeah. with latin french yeah. and latin those are my two one one semester languages <laughs> was like all right that's interesting i've learned some fundamentals and i will not be continuing my studies thank you very much um <clears throat> yeah so that that's a big part of it uh, but exciting matchup. It should be uh, a lot of fun this weekend. The Ska and Jazz Festival. Pick your side. I, th- I think it should be a battle. You know, the, yeah, dry, the Jazz people versus the Ska people. We can have mm. a big rumble. Um, the organization's probably not going to go for that, though. <laughs> no. uh, I got I got a little I got a little hat to wear. You have to wait and see this weekend. Uh, Looking nothing, forward nothing to that. Too exciting. But continuing yeah. my continuing my uh headwear theme from previous matches this season excellent so for people to look forward to for sure other than the actual match on the pitch uh we'll see what dave's headgear is this time around all right let's talk about key to the game um my i've i literally just changed mine as you were talking so (laughs) i will let you go first uh mine is field position we want uh, to make sure that we are playing the game where that back three we talked about can't burn us for five to seven points on one error, right? Mm-hmm. Or on one bad bounce of the ball. Um, we want to have some real estate between them and the end goal area. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say field position, uh, play, you know, just play in Utah's half, which yes. is our game, you know, yes. kick, kick the ball down there and then be confident in defense, uh, you know, and, and make them make an error, uh, but don't let them camp out down on our side. Uh, and don't try to play out of our side too much, I would say, either, because that's where, you know, they can really, they can burn you a little bit. Totally. Makes a ton of sense, you know. Um, let's let's play as much as, uh, as possible in their half and don't get backed up into our try line because these boys will, will make you pay for sure. Uh, clinical finishing with a lot of those backs there uh, for Utah Warriors. My key to the game that I just literally changed a moment ago, it was <laughs> going to be all gas, no breaks, but this is kind of the same theme, and I'm literally stealing this like a thief in the night from uh, Rugby Wrap-Up, who, by the way, Matt McCarthy was in the crowd 
child came over and with his cell phone, like a snake was mouthing the free Jack suck and trying to get our reactions. And I'm sure that you will see on the rugby wrap up this week. So <laughs> because of that, I am sealing uh, his best co-host uh, by the name of uh, J- JBL, who is the WWE uh, hall of famer re- pro wrestler. And he loves to say, Roll them boys, meaning kick their ass, essentially. Roll them boys. And that is my key to the game. And what I mean by that, just for you know practical purposes, is don't take your foot off the gas. Um, ultimately, I believe that the Free Jacks do have a better roster. Now, there's some dangerous players on this Utah team, but up and down the roster, we are better. We're in better form. Um, whatever Utah's real problems are as to why they've only won two, won two games at this year, that's not up for for us to help them fix at Fort Quincy. Um, yeah. So I think that we're going to see separation in the scoreline. So roll them boys is my key to the game. Um, stomp on their heads. And with Love that, it. I will go to predictions, and I'll just get mine out of the way first here. Uh, I'm saying that there's going to be a bigger point differential than I have predicted in previous weeks. Utah, 28. New England, 42. A big win Ooh. at Fort Quincy. High scoring. I like yes, that. Uh, I have a little bit more conservative, but a pretty similar margin. All Free right. Jacks, 35. Utah, 20. 35. I think they get across. I think okay. they get some scores in there. But ultimately, I think that uh, if we follow our game plan, we match up against them pretty well. Yep. And we ultimately are not the team that they're going to find their footing against. Right. I don't think. That's a great way to put it. And make sure, you know, as, as we get out of here here in a moment, uh, make sure that everybody uh, shows up and is loud and proud to make sure that we have that true home field advantage. Don't be Hoboken or Hobroken, excuse me, uh, New Jersey, where their fans were <laughs> sitting on their hands, um, reenacting a library scenario there, unless they were about to score to take the lead. Let's be consistent with our chants and our singing uh stomp your feet on the the wooden uh, excuse me the metal um areas there um and uh let's make as as ruckus as possible as i know that we will the rangers and the continentals out there and the free jacks fans let's all come together and raise all kind of hell at fort quincy and make sure that utah never ever wants to come back to the state of massachusetts and new england as a whole yeah, absolutely. We want the Warriors to, you know, have trouble falling asleep tonight as they hear echoes of <laughs> everywhere we go. Yes, yes. Get those chants going. It's a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah. It is a lot of fun. Um, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and say in three, two, one, huzzah. Huzzah. Woo! Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers show. This time around, I am joined with all of the Outriders, plus a very special guest. We have Thomas Grant Wilsey. Wilsey, how the hell are you? I'm going good. Uh, thanks, Rangers. Uh, thanks very much for having me uh, on your show. Uh, long time listener. Uh, big fan of the show and I uh, love what you guys are doing. So uh, excited to be a part of it for an instant. We appreciate you Excellent. coming on here. Uh, for anybody who can't tell from your accent, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where you're from and uh, your background with Yeah, so I'm from the, the deep south of New Zealand uh, in, a, in a little town called Dunedin, uh, which is obviously probably familiar to, to the Tom Kindly story, who's our performance director for the Jacks. Uh, he comes from the same place I do, so we've got a, a great wee connection there. But um, my rugby story started probably back when I was five. Uh, 
dad always used to take me along to Otago Games at Carisbrook, which is uh, the, the old stadium in Dunedin. Uh, now they've got a, a big enclosed stadium called Forsyth Bar, but uh, growing up as a kid watching Otago and going to the All Blacks, uh, I sort of had no choice but to to fall in love with the game. Uh, and you've got a, a dad who talks about rugby 24-7. Uh, it sort of, sort of rubs off on you as a kid, but uh, I played rugby um, since the age of five uh, and I'm no good. I'm no good at the sport, but uh, I absolutely love being involved in it and uh, I've sort of worked my way into being involved in an, an off-field capacity, uh, which is for the better of the game, I'll, I'll tell you, lads. Um, you don't want to see me on the pitch, but uh, yeah, that, that's sort of my story in a nutshell. I've um, just been a, a rugby tragic mad kid since, since day one. Very good. Uh, what is your official title with the Free Jacks and how did you end up with the organization? Yeah, so, uh, so I was with uh, Tiger Rugby for the past couple of years, uh, which I was you know, really fortunate to, to involve them, sort of loving the, the organization as a kid. Um, and TK opportunity for you to come over here and, and give me a bit of a hand, um, you know, if, if you're interested. So, man, I, I'm someone who loves a challenge and, uh, and is excited by it. So I jumped at the opportunity and, um, I actually had to, to enter back into my degree uh, to, to be eligible for a US visa. So I'm currently completing the final year of a sports management, uh, Bachelor of Sports Management, uh, which is um, making me eligible to, to come here in the country and complete uh, a sports management ship, uh, sorry, sports management traineeship with the Free Jacks uh, is my official title. So uh, yeah, I'm loving it so far. Um, yeah, what a country. Awesome. Uh, we're so glad that you're here, of course. Um, tell us about your overall first impressions of the entire MLR league. Oh, the, the impressions have been great. Um, and to be fair, like before I came over here, I didn't know anything about the competition. But the thing that's really impressed me is, uh, you know, not only the, the skill level of the competition, but the physicality as well. Um, mm -hmm. Coming from New Zealand, uh, yeah, it's quite a physical competition there and the skill level is really high. So I was intrigued to see uh, how it compared to, to that style of rugby. But to be fair, I think, you know, the Free Jacks especially could really compete with um, some of the, the New Zealand NPC sides. Um, there's some, some physical, brutal battles happening every weekend, uh, which uh, obviously you're seeing by our Jacks boys, um, you know, defensive efforts. But mm -hmm. yeah, I've, I've been nothing but surprised and impressed of it. Uh, have you been able to recruit any new fans of the Free Jacks uh, with friends or family down there in New Zealand? Yeah, definitely. I've uh, got, a, got a great wee following of mates um, back home. Uh, and that's the thing about a, a new competition like the MLR. Uh, because it's new, everyone's so intrigued with it and uh, excited by what's ahead for the competition. Uh, and obviously, it's still very much in the, in the growing stages. But um, that's such an exciting time to jump on board that train and, and see where it takes you. I'm kind of curious to know this answer here. Um, when you first told your friends and family that you're going to move halfway across the world to cover this you know, relatively new competition in the United States, what was their reaction? <laughs> Am I frozen again, guys? Uh-oh. <laughs> told was mom and dad. And uh, mum, what's that? Sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought I think I was frozen, but uh, please continue with the answer. 
Yeah, yeah. So no, the, the first couple of people I told was obviously your parents, um, as as you should. So I told mum, and uh, immediately you get that I don't think that's a great idea, um, just because she she wants you to stay in New Zealand by her side. But um, I mean, for dad, it was really exciting because obviously you know, rugby's been a, a big part of our our lives. Um, so it was an exciting opportunity. But I managed to to arm wrestle mum and, and get her across the line and and let me come over here and experience it. And uh, I'm so happy that I, I did. Um, it's been such an awesome three months that I've been here now um, and all my friends as well uh, while it's tough you know leaving friends and family um, it's just about for me getting outside of my comfort zone and right. meeting new people uh, you know I love meeting new people so I've been able to do that which is cool that is very cool uh, any plans for the family to come over uh, during the season here to watch a home game perhaps not during this season. I think um, New Zealand, unfortunately, is a little bit uh, strict on the, the COVID rules at the moment. Yes. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe next year, I think, uh, if, if I can get them over for a, for a home game, um, would, would be awesome to get, to get the family across here. I don't think they've been to, to America. So, yeah, share the experience with them. Very cool. Um, what has been, um, in terms of – your favorite memory so far with the Free Jacks organization? I know you've only been here for like three months, but what's been your favorite overall memory with the organization so far? Yeah, yeah. There's been an absolute truckload of them now that you say that sort of sort of cast my memory back a bit. But I guess um, for me, every Monday, my uh, the coaches have called it my game day, which is fair enough, is the energy bus meeting on a Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's where the boys get into our into our red suits, which is um, our money high suits is the theme for this year. Uh, and we get to go around uh, different diners in Quincy um, and, and the New England area. So the boys sort of come together for a bit of a, a, a fried breakfast, your, your bacon, your eggs and your, and your hash um, and get, get involved with the community. And, and we have a bit of a presentation. There's a couple of challenges and some uh, funny sort of little PowerPoints on the players are, uh, that's probably been my, my best memory so far because, um, you know, we've just got to, to get out there and get immersed into the community and the different diners sort of cultures that they've got in place. Uh, yeah, that's probably been the best. So this is going to be my last question before I ch- switch it over to Dave here, but I wanted to mention Tropical Voyage, a great <laughs> offering, the new offering from Stormalm. Absolutely delicious, guys. It's got pineapple in it. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, so final question here for me before we switch it over to Dave. Um, what's been your best and worst things about living and working in New England so far? Oh, that's a great one. That is a great one. Uh, living in USA in general, or just, just the work side of things? Uh, well, both. So let's talk about like um, living and working in New England specifically. What's been the best and worst things about that? Yeah, obviously, um, you know, working and uh, it's pretty awesome to be able to come to work each day and you know be surrounded by such such an awesome group of people uh you know the the free jacks organization as you guys all know um you know is filled with such special people so i'm a people person so i get to come into work each day and just feed off them and uh and have a laugh every day which is obviously really rewarding uh the the best thing about living in new england as well uh i've loved the food uh, it's been my probably worst enemy as well, but I've loved it, which is great. Uh, right. I've, I've been able to get immersed into the, the Chick-fil-A and the five guys. Uh, I'm putting on a lot of weight. Boys, I'm putting on a lot of weight, but it's good. <laughs> uh, and 
the worst. Um, oh, it took me a long time to adjust to the driving, uh, which uh, assistant coach Mike Rogers was not happy about. And fair enough, uh, it took me probably six or seven weeks to to get used to driving on the other side of the road. Uh, cool. And, and the road rage of the Bostonians, I think there's a yes. little bit of... It's very aggressive around here. Coming from <laughs> yeah. the south to the north was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Yeah, it's yeah, wild. Yeah. Exactly. And to be fair, the other worst thing's probably probably been, which you're used to, obviously, is the the training and the, the sub-Antarctic conditions. Yes. Uh, I couldn't move my hands when I'm running on the water carriers. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's been it's been tough, but it's, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's something to embrace, you know? Absolutely. Around here, like people always like they, it's like a community thing. We're all suffering with the weather together. It makes people tougher almost uh, in New England. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I've certainly become accustomed to it. Yeah. Dave, take it away, my brother. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so you talked about doing those energy uh, builders in Monday mornings. And, and I have just have to confirm what happened this past week. Was that uh, Marmite those guys were eating on the toast? Yeah, and, yeah. Which, if it, I've never had it, but I mean, I know it by reputation. And you can tell, you know, in the great video, most of the players not enjoying the experience of uh, eating it. Um, I just have to confirm for posterity that was my boy Eric de Yager that that won that challenge. Is that correct? Yeah, you, you are correct. Uh, he he won it by a landslide as well. Um, I think it's because he actually told me that South Africa have a a, a very copycat Marmite back there, so. He was accustomed to the the taste of the marmite, so uh, he may have had a bit of a, a slight upper hand in the competition. But yeah, he got it. That's amazing. That's good tactics. <laughs> they picked his team, picked the right man. You know, you gotta yeah, you gotta pick the right yeah. tool for the job. And sometimes you gotta be into win. Prop. I love it. Um, you have you seem to be having a lot of fun all the time in all the stuff that you're doing. Um, talk about that a little bit and, uh, just all the many hats that you wear for the free jacks as an organization. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely having a, a lot of fun over here. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the fans and, and stuff, see a lot of the, the, the stuff on camera, you know, and, and getting to interview people and, and connect with the fans, which, you know, I, I love doing that's an awesome part, but I'm having a, a, a lot of fun, uh, and something, an area that I'm really passionate about, which is the, the community side of things. Um, which is where I did a lot of stuff in, in New Zealand and over here, uh, the potential to, to develop such an awesome young crop of New England um, youth is such, such a, I guess, a massive carrot for me to be able to stay here and just pr- do heaps of clinics and get out around other schools. Uh, I've sort of got a week calendar going on at the moment where we go to about three or four schools a week with different Free Jacks players and uh, to see the, the looks on the coaches faces and the players faces uh, after we've done it I think it's been the I guess the the funnest thing for me so far to be fair because it's a it's a real feel-good thing you know you know you're you're going out there and um doing something really good for the community and and hopefully uh I guess it's long term but there's hopefully a world cup in the pipeline here and just to be a be a part of the the youth development towards that um that that's been pretty exciting for me very cool love that um so we're going to go into a little bit of a lightning round have some fun just going to ask you questions about uh different aspects guys on the team so the first one kind of pretty self-explanatory and it'll it'll set the pace uh i think for the rest just straight up of the players who is the fastest who's the speed demon 
for Zach Bastris. Uh, yeah. that, that guy is, is rapid and he's got the nickname Puma to go with it. So, yeah, he's clear cut. I got to write that down. Puma's one to remember. Yeah. Um, who is the quietest guy on the team? It's got to be Q. Yeah, it's got to be Quinton Newcomer. But um, if you reach, he's got a heart of gold. He has got an absolute heart of gold and he'll have a great conversation with you, but he's the quietest. But if you approach him, he's always great for a yarn. So Q. Awesome. Who's the, what's the opposite? Who's the loudest? It was, uh, look, it's, it's tough to go by Jesse Pariti, uh, AKA beef noodles. Um, look, he's loud, he's energetic, but, um, you know, that's great to have in the environment. He, uh, sparks up every training. Um, but yeah, he's probably the loudest. Definitely. Love it. Who is the peacemaker? Who's always telling, you know, settling it down when guys get a little too rowdy, you know? Yeah, it's got to be the Australian guardian, Mitch Wilson. Uh, that guy's got another heart of gold, but he's very, I think he's very good at diffusing situations. He's always going to come and put his arm around you, give you a bit of a hug, uh, a shoulder to cry on. So I'm going to go off, go off Mitch Wilson. Excellent. And uh, who's the wind-up artist? Who's the guy who's, who's you know, maybe in practice, getting a little niggling, you know, yeah. a couple couple shots? I know it's very competitive there. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Look, I could put Jesse Pariti in that category again. Uh, he could almost go two from two. Who have we got? Look, he, he almost does go two from two, Jesse Pariti. He loves a, he loves a bit of a niggle. Um, yeah. oh, let's, throw, let's throw Slade McDowell in there. Uh, let's throw Slade in there. He loves, look, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve, Slade, but he'll always, uh, he'll always have a bit of niggle on him, so we'll go, we'll go slewed. Excellent. Love it. Um, all right. Next one's an actual rugby question. Yep. So if you had a starting lineup, you know, you can go back whatever week you want to think of in your head. You had to swap one forward and one back to play 80 minutes. Who are you swapping? Jeepers. I hope the coaches aren't watching this. Uh, <laughs> who have we got? They will be. One. <laughs> that, that certainly will be. I, may, I better not turn up to work on Friday. Um, <laughs> Oh, we got look, the good thing about our team is that the bench and every game have brought so much, so much fizz. Um, so I think particularly in the I'm trying to think back to what we did, probably even last week, if we cast back to Seattle, like someone like a Mills Sanarevi coming off the bench, um, I think was really, really valuable. I thought he he was really great off the bench for us, and probably you know he'd probably be my forward. Yeah, Mills Sanarevi or Foster do it against Seattle. I thought they, yeah, he, they did pretty well. Um, same again against Nola. Uh, back, backs wise, but then you can also throw Vian Kanradi on there. So there's a lot of boys going on. Um, <laughs> backs wise, backs wise is a toughie. Um, Jeepers, you, you got me good here, lads, with the backs. Um, probably, probably Harrison Boyle. Yeah, Harrison was thrown into a a tough situation with Dougie going off um, with a bit yeah. of a sore rib. So I thought Harrison, you know, really held his own and, um, and really stood up in that, in that spot. So uh, yeah, probably the boiler. Excellent. And yeah. last question, this is, we're getting silly again. This is one yeah. of my, this is one of my trademarks. So you're on a, you're an old school club rugby road trip game, three hour drive there back. This is like new England rugby and we have it easy for the United States. New England's all close together. The guys yeah. out in the middle of nowhere, I mean, God, they're driving six, eight hours for a rugby match. So you just have three hours to go. You're going out to Albany, maybe. 
who are your three guys in the car with you? Who's who's going to be planning the drive? Who's going to be the DJ? And who's going to be driving? Oh, that is a great one. Staff members as well. We just put a yeah, yeah. Staff too. Staff too. That that's great. Um, planning wise, I'd probably put uh, look, I'll put put Coach Matthew in. Uh, he's a methodical planner and uh, he knows what he wants. So uh, if I want to get somewhere and, and want to know the location I want to get to exact, it'll probably be Coach Matthew. Um, assisted by TK, he can jump in as well, maybe in, in the back back seat. Uh, and then on the on the tunes, um, hmm, I might go for Holden Youngit. Yeah, I'm going to give Holden Youngit the aux cord. Uh, I feel like Holden's music uh, vibe is a little bit different to everyone else's, so it could add a bit of a third dimension to the trip. Um, and then what was the last one? Sorry, uh, who's driving? Who's driving? Yeah. Who is driving? Uh, Joe Johnson will be driving the car. Uh, look, Joe's driving skills, uh, I've actually driven with him to a couple of clinics and, and let him drive, uh, and he's been super impressive. So it'll be Joe Johnson. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. That's it for me. Chris, what do you got? Wills, nice to see you again, brother. How are you? Good, man. Good, good, good. Love, loving the red beanie. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, hey, I'm rocking my Jax Rangers and my Storm Along stuff. You can't really see it in my uh, video feed, but that's all right. I'll, I'll get out. That's an improve for next time. I'll get a good camera going. Um, just a couple of simple ones for me. You know, the last time we were chatting up at the watch party, I think it was the DC one. Um, yeah. Have you got out and about and traveled around? And if so, what was your favorite place? Yeah, yeah, I have actually been able to get out and travel around. Obviously, you know, being with the team, I'm pretty lucky to have seen some different different cities uh, in America, but I was actually lucky enough in the bye week to travel up to the Berkshires, uh, which is a, obviously a, a mountain, sort of mountainy range town, I guess, if that's what you call it, in uh, Western Mass. Uh, stayed in a town called Pittsfield and hiked up Mount Greylock, uh, Went and had Ben and Jerry's for the first time. Um, went and saw Mass Mocha, which is a, a visual arts museum. Um, that's probably been the highlight of my outer rugby experiences is going up there. And um, yeah, what a beautiful part of Massachusetts that was. Very nice. Very nice. And then you had mentioned earlier, uh, this was a, a late addition to my questions because you had talked about that you're currently in school here. Do you get a lot of, um, are you in person? And if so, do you get a lot of, uh, head turning with the accent because it's not there's not a lot of kiwis around in the states outside of the rugby community like if you're a rugby person you you pick it up quickly but for other people it's very it's a very strange accent to hear for the first time yeah well funnily enough uh i just came back from a uh, a dinner with mike rogers and his and his family and i got called an australian at the the table by one of the waitresses so i'm often Oof. um yeah i'm often called an australian which breaks me slightly but uh for, for my for my study side of things, I'm actually all remote from New Zealand, so I just have a catch-up with my lecturer every two weeks. Uh, I've sort of got a massive study that I'm doing on uh, USA uh, sort of rugby compared to New Zealand, sort of digging into to detail. So uh, fortunate enough that it's all just remote and don't have to, to go to Harvard or anything like that. All right, and then the last one for me, you don't have to dig and you don't have to reveal – uh, you don't have to answer the question, I guess, because uh, I know it's more of like a team internal thing. But can you give us a standings update on those Monday morning competitions? What team is in the lead? Maybe what's your favorite team? Do you Are you allowed to pick a favorite team? I have a favorite team in that competition from the morning. I just kind of want to know how the boys are doing. 
Yeah, for sure. Now they the boys get a, a mini team points update uh, every week. So uh, the current leading team, uh, sorry, the current team that is my favourite is probably the Bucks of America, which is captained by Josh Larson. Now they're coming in, in last place, uh, unfortunately, but they're on a historic uh, comeback. They're, they're, they were about 30 points behind Joe Johnson's team, which was in la- uh, second to last, but now they're only about five to 10 points behind. So um, pro- probably then. Yep, uh, but the the top team is the Green Mountain Boys, which is captained by Kyle, the Bald Eagle Sakira. Uh, yes, very very good leadership from him. But um, those guys were in third place, and they've absolutely just been coming home the past few weeks in the challenges. And uh, every Monday, uh, the boys instead of training, they play con games, which is just uh, fun games as a team for 45 minutes and they get points from that so games like uh offside touch they play like a american football style game uh, and they get points from that and and it's been all the green mountain boys excellent i'm i'm glad to hear the green mountain boys are doing well i'm a lifelong new hampshire guy green mountain boys is more vermont but i have a yeah. connection to the green mountain boys we could talk about it another time not going to bother the the show's <laughs> listeners with that but my my heart is with the Green Mountain Boys. Ascend to victory, boys. You're going to take it all. Take the ship. Let's go. Yeah. Woo. The Eagle. The Eagle's doing well. All right. Very Thank good. You, very man. good. That's all for me. Yeah, Wills, don't feel too bad about the uh, mistaken accents because I've got a weird one uh, that people have said about me because I have a Southern accent, but it's kind of like faded and it's like a mixture now, I guess, depending on how much I've had to drink. But somebody said that I sounded Danish once and I was like, what? Wow. That makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm also a green uh, mountain boys fan as well. Um, So let's uh, let's get into one final thing here, but we get it before we get into one word association, give us your best Boston or American accent that you can muster up for us. (laughs) Uh, Jesus. I saw this one coming as well. I knew this was coming. Uh, I've actually been asked this a bit to try and do one but i reckon i'm hopeless like i watch a, a lot of mark Wahlberg movies um so i'm <laughs> gonna sound nothing like him but um <laughs> uh what have we got all right uh yeah what's going on man you know welcome to boston welcome to boston what's going on that's all i've got for you really uh, you know what it started more- it started strong willsey but the, the boston needs work okay i just yeah, I, it's it- not the worst that we've heard on here and by the way uh mm. rugby new york stole that bit from us and it's like a thief in the night and have been using that on their social media. So, um, yeah. one more reason. Good wheels, to kick you did their wicked ass. pissa, kid. You did wicked pissa. <laughs> wicked pissa, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, one word association, and we'll get you out of here. I'm going to say one word or a couple of words, and the first word that pops in your mind, let us know what it is. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Tom kindly. Methodical. He took a long time for yours as well. I don't know what that's about, <laughs> but uh, next one is Highlanders. Passion. Wallabies. Uh-oh. Rivalry. Love it. Uh, New Zealand. Home. Waka. Culture. Woodgie. Chewbacca. And the final one here is the Jacks Rangers show. Ben, I'm just going to go Ben. 
appreciate that. Okay. That's exactly what this is, a fan-led okay. show. So I appreciate you jumping on here. In fact, we'll just, because so, we have a little bit of time here, any message out there for the fans, the Jacks Rangers show fans or the Rangers out there, First Regiment, what you got to say? Oh, uh, you know, get, get keep getting in behind the Jacks. Uh, obviously, it's been a, a great start to the season, but, uh, you know, got guys like the, the Jacks Rangers. I, in New Zealand, there's actually not much of this. I was saying to TK today, like, family podcasts are, are very very rare these days and uh it's, it's something awesome that you guys are doing so uh keep listening and uh i'm excited to see where it goes it's, it's building strongly but um as far as free jacks rugby it's an exciting time to be a fan and uh utah next week yeah. is actually a huge game um mm-hmm. in terms of the context of our season you know we want to keep banking points so see you at veterans memorial Perfect. Everybody take yourself off the mic and everybody listening to this, wherever you are in the world, we've got one word for you in three, two, one. Huzzah. Huzzah. Woo. All right, Rangers, send us an email at jacksrangershow at gmail.com. Interact with us on social media when we post our graphics and videos. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and give us a five-star review on the platform of your choice. However you listen to the show, give us a five-star review. Tell someone you know about the Jacks Rangers show. We would greatly appreciate it. That's about wraps her up on this episode 38, the one-year anniversary of the start of the start of this little podcast here really appreciate everybody listening to the show that has joined on bought merch gotten a sticker from us told people about the show interacted with us on social media all the people out there that enjoy this content we thank you very much we appreciate all the rangers out there listening to this before we get out of here wanted to mention as we always like to do on this day in american revolutionary war history david hume was born in edinburgh scotland his essay idea of a a perfect commonwealth greatly affected the ideas of the drafters of the American federal constitution and also the Revolutionary War quote, our properties within our own territories should not be taxed or regulated by any power on earth but our own. That was Thomas Jefferson. Really looking forward to seeing everybody there at Fort Quincy on Saturday to face off against the Utah Warriors. So we'll say this to get out of here. Saddle up. Let's ride. Go free, Jacks. Beat Utah. Huzzah. Woo!